You ready? 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 One, two, three, four! Anyway, with the friend.
Warning, the following podcast features views and opinions that are not representative of the collective views of the Whispers groups. Some of these views may not be suitable for children. Accordingly, the producers and hosts of the Missy AE podcast must insist that no one attempt to take anything that is being said as representative of the views of any of the Whispers groups. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another edition of the Missy AE podcast. Tonight, we bring to you Sports Whispers Weekly where we have a lot of action going on right now. We had the Kentucky Derby today. Oh, my God. One of the Maybe one of the biggest upsets, I think, in Kentucky Derby history. Yeah. Lou? I mean, yes. Rich Strike was what? Was what, 80 to 1? 80 to 1. 80 to 1. 80 to 1, and it can't – Yes. If I recall correctly, they were in like the middle of the pack or something, and all or no, they were in the back of the pack, and they right. somehow ended up catapulting all the way to the front, mm-hmm. and ended up t- they ultimately ended up taking the or actually no, I just checked the replay. They were in the middle of the pack, and they ultimately ended up taking uh taking the win at eighty to one odds. Yeah. Now I want to. I, I I want to actually. Uh, I want to take a look at what the longest odds uh, have ever been for the Kentucky Derby. Uh, actually, yeah. no. It was nineteen thirteen. Uh, the winner of the nineteen thirteen Kentucky Derby was at ninety one to one odds, hmm. uh, which was which was Donna Rail back in the prehistoric uh, era. Back in the prehistoric era, as you, as you put it, yeah. It, it, yeah. I am, you know, it, it was just absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, we need we we will obviously talk uh, talk more about the Kentucky Derby. We have yeah. uh, the NBA hey, playoff. Know, actually, I have a. I have a friend that wants to um, join into the show. Uh, he's called my show occasionally. Uh, can I give him the information to call in? Sure, by all means. Okay, I'll. Yeah, he's a he's a nice he's a nice guy. So she's from Connecticut. Oh uh, yeah, by all by no, all means, feel, right right here. feel free yeah. to give. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, feel so. free to give. Feel free yeah. to give him the number. Oh, I will. I'm doing it right now, actually. But uh, and, uh, we, we got have, a good hockey game here. Yeah, we have, we have the Stanley Cup playoffs to talk about. We have the NBA playoffs. Uh, we have some NFL transactions to talk about, as well as maybe perhaps somebody really wasn't lying about a certain back injury uh, because, hint, hint. yeah, there's quite the development in uh, the Brooklyn Nets. You know what? Why don't we go straight on to that? Uh, ben Simmons, all of a sudden, was uh, was set, actually he's already undergone the back surgery. Uh, he has undergone back surgery, uh, which will apparently the time frame is three to four months yeah. that he will be out for, and. Uh, he ended up consulting multiple back specialists, and the consensus uh, apparently was that this was the best course of action in order to preserve his long-term health. Uh, and right. uh, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people thought throughout this whole, throughout the you know the whole time that he has sat out, that 
you know, it was all a mental thing. But now, I guess maybe, you know, maybe he really wasn't, uh, you know, he really wasn't lying. And there really was something fucked up with his back. Because, you know, think about it. If, if, If he was on track to go in game three or game four, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days beforehand, he ends he ends up having to back out. Now, there's been, there's been a bit of speculation recently that was yes. this was this at the request of the Nets that they they basically pushed him probably to try and play because yeah. I mean. Because you know, say he was gonna he was gonna play maybe in game three, then maybe in game four, and then he didn't play. You know, I think maybe I think there was uh, some conspiracies here. Well, it's you know it's it's just weird because it is the Nets. They gave up they gave up a lot in order to get Especially you know Harden. they 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 ended up giving up Harden, which. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. He hasn't really showed up in the playoffs as usual. Uh, no. So, that, uh, you know, could, you know, I, I shouldn't say he's not the type of guy, but uh, he's clearly not the same James Harden that he was with the Rockets. But, no. I would think. You would think if they still had Harden, that maybe perhaps that Boston series would have been a different series. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, think, you know, you think about you think about it. You have, and so you would have had the big three, and yeah, that would have that would have forced Boston to account for Harden, and then they wouldn't have been able to isolate Durant like they were able to for part of the series. Now, yeah. obviously, you know, they trade away Harden, they bring in Simmons. Simmons, obviously, uh, you know, he, he he's not really known for his scoring. He's known more for his defense and his playmaking ability. But still, you know, if, if Simmons were to have played, it could have potentially altered the series. But now, from from, uh, from all the information that has come out within the past week, it kind of yeah. makes you wonder if perhaps it was the Nets that were that have basically been trying to, uh, you know, that that have basically been trying to get Simmons to play, and maybe perhaps there really was something wrong with Simmons this entire time. Yeah, I kind of thought maybe something was up with that. I mean, you know, I think maybe he was pointing this out. I mean, he didn't even play all year. So what made me think he was even going to come back for this? It was kind of stupid. So um, I, I think, you know, he was just trying to, you know, just uh, disregard the whole season altogether. So now – I mean, do you think that it's really going to be a three to four month recovery? I mean, I on back, sur- you know, back surgery. 
wouldn't you think that it would be that Assume. it would be a longer that it would be a longer wait? Yeah. Like about up to a, like about maybe double that. Although supposedly, I guess, you know, I guess there are different types of back surgery, but this supposedly was done to alleviate the pressure on his herniated disc uh, that mm. he has in his spine. So, yes, I, I mean, from from all indications, just take a, just taking a look at the uh, he he posted a photo on either his Twitter or his Instagram, uh, you know, a day after the procedure, and he was. You know, it, it seemed like he 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 was sitting in the car and everything, like like almost almost as if he was able to walk. So, I guess the surgery must must not have been really that much of a big deal. But uh, no. of course I'm of course I'm no I'm no medical professional, you know. Neither am I. But still, uh, this. It it, it kind of makes you think that maybe perhaps maybe perhaps uh, you know there are some people that that believe that oh this is this is just Ben yeah, Simmons uh, another excuse another excuse for Simmons to miss more time uh, no point and but yet there's also somebody who be- who believes as well that you know maybe perhaps. Maybe perhaps Simmons will actually be fully healthy and recovered once he comes back. Yeah. All right. Uh, I believe we have your friend calling in. What's his name? Alex. Alex. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alex, yeah. you are on the air. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, nice to, nice to have you on. Uh, I, yeah. Obviously, obviously uh, your friend Lou has been uh, – has been helping me with the show for years, so uh, if he get you know if he can get people to cut to come on here, uh, more than welcome to have you on. So, oh man, I'm, uh, I'm Alex, all about networking. Yeah, well, we you know we've been we've been discussing the uh, the Ben Simmons back surgery that uh, just that just took place this week, and a lot of people have been really skeptical on him ever since he ended up uh, he ended up screwing up in the playoffs last year and everybody's been wondering has it always been a mental thing has there really actually been something wrong with him now there's 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 a belief by some people that maybe perhaps this whole back surgery is a made up story for him just so that he can miss more time i want to get your thoughts on that alex because it really seems odd that ever since the playoffs last year, Ben Simmons, ever since that one screw up, his whole entire career has completely taken a nosedive. Well, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not here to judge anyone. No one's perfect, but I, that smells that like he's um, stealing money. Quite frankly, yeah, he's. Uh, I mean, Ben Simmons, all world talent. We all know he's great. I mean. 6'10", lefty, yeah. you know, he can play point, he can play small. Well, you know what? Suit up. And when he didn't do that, and then suddenly, after they get smoked, after they get swept, now he's having surgery? I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. it's That's, that's absolutely it's, ridiculous. Thank you, man. You know, you know there's, there's some people who believe, too, that 
are, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say some people, but there are reports that have come out that it was that the Nets were somehow trying to pressure him to play Game Four, and ultimately <laughs> he decided he, he ultimately decided against it with the with the whole back issue. So you kind of have to wonder if the Nets knew about this back issue to begin with. It's kind of negligence on the Nets as well. Of the course, fact they, that they, well, and also they they were trading uh, one drama for the other drama. So look at uh, James Harden. I mean, you're kind mm-hmm. of swapping. I, I would never use that word lightly, but you're swapping like a cancerous, a kind of a, a troubled uh, player for another one. So oh, that's true. You know, yeah. Yes. They're they're both they're both two two pods two peas in the same pod. I mean Harden and Simmons are just divas and they're not winners. And the Nets are realizing, no. wow, we got another head case on our hands. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. You know the and and I you know honestly, I understand the whole idea that maybe perhaps the Nets. Well, actually, no, the Nets didn't even want to move on from James Harden. It was James Harden who right. wanted to move on from the Nets, just like he ended up wanting to move on from Houston. And I almost feel like this was perhaps – oh, I think we lost uh, we lost Alex. We'll, we'll reconnect him when we get the chance to. Uh, but, you know, this whole, this whole thing for swapping James Harden and Ben Simmons, Harden ultimately gave up on the Nets. He, you know, the, I'm I'm pretty damn sure the Nets didn't give up on Harden because they gave up yes. quite a ton just to just to pry him from, uh, you know, just to pry him from from Houston. So obviously, yeah, you're trading one diva for another diva. And uh, you know, honestly, in this ca- in this case, I think. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Joke. Pittsburgh just scored. Oh yeah, you know what? That's that, that's uh, that's another thing that we uh, we're obviously going to go going to get to the Stanley yeah. Cup playoffs later on, and we have to talk about that uh, about that over that overtime game. How how long did it go? Three, four. It's now five four. No, 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 no. I mean, uh, that how many overtimes did that? Uh, three. Did that previous three. game go? Never three overtimes. Never should have happened. Yeah, you know what? You know what? Screw it. Let's go. Let's go to the Stanley Cup playoffs now because, because uh, I don't. First off, I don't. I don't know uh, how how long I'm going to be able to have a connection here. Uh, my phone's been screwy all my phone's been screwy all day ever since uh I think I think it was because I was around too many machines at M uh over at MGM. Um that Where's that? You know, the, the uh over over in Springfield. Foxwoods? The uh no 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 Oh, uh, oh I thought you the Foxwood. Over in Springfield. No, I wish. Uh although I have I you know, I have I have been to Foxwoods before, but um yeah, I got you. Yeah. By the way, tell your friend, uh, tell your friend Alex if he wants. Uh, I did not disconnect him, so if he wants to call back in, he's, uh, you know, right. more than welcome. I'll to. tell him that right now. Um. 
that it wasn't it was it wasn't me that disconnected him. Blog talk for some reason. Uh, unless unless he ended up dropping, you know, he ended up uh, ending the call himself, um, possibly. But blog talk sometimes has issues with certain uh, right with I'll, certain numbers. I'll tell, I'll tell him that. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, I you know I've been to Foxwoods before, and but yeah, MGM. Uh, I mean, I was around a whole bunch, a whole bunch of uh, yeah. of stuff yesterday uh, while I was on my winning streak. So maybe, perhaps, that is what that's what's kind of screwed up my phone here. And man, Pool can Jordan Pool cannot miss right no. now. You, you you see this score uh, between Golden State and Memphis. Yeah. Forty-three to thirty-five. Memphis ha- Memphis got out to I think it was like a twenty-one to eight lead, and yeah, ever since they've been almost ice cold for the most part. But yeah, Lou, the the Stanley Cup playoffs, man, mm-hmm. you know I just there's so there's so many games that we can talk about here. Uh, sure. I mean, let's you know we can we can just get off to the uh, get off to the first the the three overtime game, which I believe was on uh, Tuesday. I think. Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Tuesday night. Tuesday night, the Penguins and Rangers. Ultimately, the Penguins ended up winning with their backup in net. Uh, Louis Louis yeah. da, uh, Domingue ended Domingue. up having to. Ended up having well, to replace. Uh, he he ended up having having to replace. Uh, what's it called? Their starter, and I believe actually Pittsburgh ended up losing uh, yeah. their previous goaltender to a to a uh, season Luba. a season-ending injury, I believe. Yes. Yes. Casey Casey the Smith. Yeah, Yeah, so you know, not only have they lost Tristan Jerry, but now because uh, he suffered a broken foot back on April fourteenth, but mm. now they've lost Casey DeSmith, who underwent core muscle surgery uh, yesterday, actually in the morning yesterday so he is out for the remainder of the playoffs and he was actually he was injured during the second uh overtime period yeah and now louis deming is basically going to be manning the net for pittsburgh and who knows if tristan jerry will be available but yeah it's you know, it's it's not really looking good if you're if you're relying on your third goaltender to keep you in the in a series. And mm-hmm. honestly, the Rangers should really look to capitalize on this uh, on this opportunity here, yeah. considering the fact that you take a you know you take a look at the at the offensive firepower that the Rangers have. I mean, it's you know, it's no shock that the Rangers opened up a five-goal whoop-ass on them Thursday night to tie up the yeah. series. Of course, but 
I mean, to just to dive a little bit deeper into that three overtime game between the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New York Rangers, the I believe I believe the yeah the shots on goal were eighty three yeah. for Pittsburgh to sixty eight for the Rangers, and I believe yes. Well, actually. I believe what what is the I, I I believe the record is what eighty is it eighty one or eighty two saves for a goaltender yeah. in in the playoffs. Right. It was set, it was set a couple of years ago I think and uh, Igor Shesterkin came close. Shesterkin he had seventy. Came. He ended up uh, he ended up finishing with seventy nine saves on eighty three eighty three shot attempts. Eighty three shots. He uh, still from, lost the game. To a thing yeah. that never should have happened. Yeah, but uh, Casey DeSmith, though, before his injury, had 48 yeah. saves on 51 shot attempts. Uh, then Domingue came in and went a perfect 17 for 17. As far as the, as far as the scoring went, the Penguins got goals from Rust, uh, two from Gensel, one from Malkin. And that pretty much was all she wrote for the for the Penguins. The Rangers they had goals from Andrew Kopp, uh, from Chris Kreider, who is fresh off of his what fifty two goal season, I think. Yeah. For the Rangers. Then uh, they. Yeah, for the for the for the uh, a record for the Rangers, right? No, Victor Hadfield has the record. All right. 54, 1971. And, and we also had Adam Fox contributing a goal. So, yes. you know, Lou, I, 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 guess the, I guess the big thing, the big thing here is how big of an impact will that injury to Casey DeSmith have on the rest of this series? Because, well, I mean, right, right now it's not, it's not hurting Pittsburgh at all. So obviously, you know, they're doing, they're doing something right. I mean, maybe, Goes you know deeper in the series, it might have an effect on. But Pittsburgh's you know holding their own right now. I see how. I mean, and Krzyzewski is supposed to be the top goaltender, and he's you know he's falling flat a bit, especially in this especially in this game. I mean, he was he was hot though in the second game, you know, uh, beating up on Pittsburgh uh, five to two, which we desperately needed. Yes, and uh, you know, I, I I guess maybe perhaps. You can't really say this is on the offense because the offense are scoring plenty of goals. I mean, through yeah. three games here, the three well, games you here know, you got twelve goals. Went up this year, Steve, so that's not really surprising to me. No, uh, you know, I, I guess the big the big issue is the fact that you can't forget that Pittsburgh still has enough firepower to Maybe you know to them. negate. To negate a bad scoring, uh, or not a bad scoring, to to negate a bad goaltending uh, game. Well, like I said, Malkin, you know, has always been a problem for us, and uh, that's what worries me about this series uh, most of all. Right. Because yeah, and well, he was. I mean, long before I started calling into uh, these shows and hosting my own. Of course, I've been an avid sports fan since I was six years old. And I remember some devastating uh, victory uh, losses, I should say, for other teams. And that had to be one of the more devastating injuries when Malkin beat us in overtime back in 2009. I'm like, gosh, shut up. 
man, I'm t- you know I'm telling you this uh, this game is in is in serious danger of becoming a blowout at this point because there are certain players there are certain players who just can't miss right now. Yeah. I right right now Golden State has opened up a nine point lead on Memphis, oh. and. Memphis, Memphis just has not recovered right now, but yeah, you know. Um, I'm, expecting a better ser- I'm expecting this to be a better series than what most people think. But uh, you know, obviously, we will we will dive into the NBA playoffs uh, in a little bit here. I just I just ended up looking at the TV and I just I couldn't believe, you know, the how quickly this game has been flipped on its head. I think it's going seven games, so. I'm not. I'm not surprised. I think there's a tremendous potential of going the distance. Yeah, uh, especially especially if the NBA wants it to go seven games, it'll probably go seven games. Well, I've had, I've had you know this to me was going to be the best series in the. In the I mean the the best game in this round of, of the playoffs. Yeah, I, I mean it. it more than likely, more than likely, could uh, could end up being that way. I mean, you can disagree with me, people, all you want, but this is the, that's the way I saw it. No, no, I, I, I can't say I really disagree with you. I mean, the first, uh, the first two I games have been general. have been pretty close. I mean, people in general, because there's a lot of naysayers out yeah. there, and and uh, four out of five people who call who call uh, sports shows disagree with my opinion. Yeah, well, you know, it, it happen it happens with all hosts. You know, you see yeah, yeah. you see it no matter no matter what sports show it is, uh yeah. There's there are there are uh certain shows who will have everybody disagreeing with certain people. Um Yeah. But, you know, t- going more into the into the uh the playoff picture here for the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> Uh, in yeah. the Eastern Conference, we have the Capitals currently leading two to one against the Florida Panthers, the number one seeded Florida Panthers, might I add. And yeah. the Capitals, in their most recent game, just absolutely blew them out. It's like first we started off this series with a four to two with a four to two Capitals win. Then Florida blows them out five to one in Game Two, and then Washington blows them out. Six to one in Game Three. I mean, is, is this just going to be a seesaw battle here between Washington and Florida just to see, you know, who's going to get the right to advance? I was, I was thinking that you know that uh, Washington wouldn't have much of a chance as a lower seed. I didn't think it was going they were going to hold up that much, but uh, they're showing signs that they are capable of hanging in even against the top seed. So, uh, oh, this, yeah. this is this one has surprised me. A lot of things in the sports world do not, but this is one of those rare times that does. You know, it, it kind of makes you wonder: have people maybe over uh, have people maybe overrated? Oh my God! Uh, we, we will get to that in a minute. But ha- have people overrated the Florida Panthers a little bit here? I think maybe they did. You know, the also thing is, too, that whenever you see a team that's on the regular season that win the so-called President's Trophy, uh, 
You know, sometimes that's a bad omen, to be honest with you, because they usually have a tendency to, you can pardon this, choke early on. So, and then they said, oh, well, this season was a failure. No, I wouldn't call it a failure. The Islanders was a failure. The Flyers was a failure. The Red Wings was a failure. But, uh, you know, if you make the playoffs, I don't know if I consider that a, a failure. I mean, but you couldn't hold up. I mean, you just ran out of gas when you got into the yeah. season. You I mean, you went to overdrive too often in the regular season, and you just got burnt out. That's that's the whole thing. You're you're, you're all burnt out by by the time you get there. It's no wonder that they can't hold on, you know, from the Presidents Trophy to the playoffs. You're burnt out. And let's not forget too, the Panthers. They they still have their young star defenseman Aaron Ekblad. Uh, who literally just returned in game one after suffering after missing six weeks with a knee injury. So you kind of have to think he's still going to be shaking off the rust from, from having been out so many, uh, having been out so many times for, for so many weeks. But you know, though, I mean, just looking at this series, it's, I've always I've always looked at Florida and yeah. thought you know ju- ju- I think just getting to the obviously everybody wants to go to the uh, one you know wants to win the Stanley Cup but honestly I think this is actually a success for Florida because even yeah. just making the playoffs after missing so many years of missing the playoffs they yeah. finally made it in. Now what do you do and, about Detroit? You want um, you know. Who, knew, who once made a playoff for 25 years and now missed the last six. Yeah, and honestly, Detroit, Jesus, who knows how long they're going to, how long their uh, their skid is going to go when it comes to uh, playoff appearances. But 25 years? I mean, they have Steve Eiserman at the helm, so... Yeah, they got Yaz. And like you that. saw what... Well, you think that Yaz, they, they would, you know, do a better job. Well, you saw what he did with Tampa Bay and how he completely turned that franchise around. Right. And now look at Tampa Bay. They're back-to-back Stanley Cup winners. And quite frankly, they could, Yeah, it's over. Well, it's over. Well, I don't I don't I don't know if I don't know if they could if they could get to the cup this year though because they're having a problem with the Maple Leafs so far in their series. Uh, with the Maple Leafs the Maple yeah. Leafs uh, leading two to one right now no, in I mean, their the best of seven over. series. Oh, you mean the Ra- the Ranger game? Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Pittsburgh dynamiting at her dirtbag. So that'll be that'll be a two a two to one series lead for the Pittsburgh Penguins in that matchup. And yeah. the winner the winner of this matchup will face the winner of Boston and Carolina who Carolina yeah. is currently leading the Bruins two games to one, which honestly I can't really say is that much of a shocker because uh, yeah, but let's just say, let's just say Carolina completely whooped the asses of the Bruins all season long. So I right. can't really say that's much of a shocker. I will say I'm shocked that the Bruins were able to beat Carolina last night the way they did though. I was very surprised because, because yeah, we got Pasternak, but even 
in the regular season we had in the regular season a fully healthy Bruins team got absolutely slaughtered by the by the uh, Hurricanes. Right. So the fact that they were even that we were even able to pick up a win just because we ended up replacing our goaltender, we ended up starting Swayman instead of starting Olmark uh, for game three. Yeah. You know, it's uh, – uh, I'm kind of surprised right now that the Bruins are even in this series. I was expecting uh, heading into tonight that the Bruins would be down three games to none. Extra offense and, and you know that's that's coming that's coming from a Bruins fan, so right. yeah. Needless to say, it's not real. Not you know not really. Uh, it, it, it's it's kind of surprising, just the fact that yeah. the Bruins are even in this series right now, and it's not a good yeah. it's not a good sight though for the Bruins because uh, they will be without Hampus Lindholm for Game Four, I believe, after suffering oh, yeah, uh, yeah. an injury. Oh my God! What a shot by Ja Morant, half court shot, and literally, when I say half court, he was actually behind the line of of half court. That's Morant for you. And he just—it was a laser. Not even—it uh, didn't even hit the rim. Went right through the net. I'll tell you, if Morant wow. stays the way he is, it's going to be a series. I told you. Wow. And just like I that, that lead, is now, that lead is now down to seven for Golden Not State. I am stunned. And now he has, now he has, he has 17 points at the half now because of that. Uh, but yeah, you know, look at, looking at the at the at the matchups right now, uh, Washington has a two-one series lead over over Game Florida. Uh, yeah. Tor- Toronto has a two-one series lead over Tampa Bay. So as yeah. it looks right now, if if this track continues, we're probably looking at Washington and Toronto. Believe it or not, in the second round, and we're probably looking at. Carolina and Pittsburgh, assuming that mm. this track continues the way that it's going. Now, there's always the opportunity for all the other teams to get back into the to get back into the mix. But just going based off of what we're seeing right now. Uh, now, over for the Western Conference, you, can take, you have you can take the Avalanche. You have the Avalanche about to sweep the Nashville Predators, from what it looks like, because none of these games have really been close except for Game Two. Uh, I mean, we can, we can take. I can take those. I mean, a, a seven-two for. Huh? I might be going down another location because I'm not at home. I'm in one of. The, I'm in you know one of those places like where you were last night. So I might be going down to the casino, but um, I'll I'll call back. I'll call back in in about. Mm, Five or ten minutes, regardless, where I am. All right. Well, uh, Alex, uh, we uh, okay. Uh, Alex, we have uh, have added you back. We've added you back back. in, Alex. Uh, 
I yeah, he's uh, he's switching locations, so he'll be back. Uh, but okay. Alex, uh, I'm so, I'm sorry I'm sorry that you got disconnected. It wasn't uh, I I was not the one to disconnect you. Uh, Blog Talk Radio for some reason they oh, no, uh, I, unless you I, ended uh, up my cell phone my cell phone had no battery. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay, because I was I was I was kind of wondering, you know, I was I was sort of. Uh, you know, I was I was sort of uh, explaining uh, the whole Ben Simmons thing, and then all of a sudden I saw you got cut off. I'm like, oh boy, I hope I, I you know, I hope he doesn't think I disconnected him because I did not touch a oh, single no. thing. Hey, um, uh, good. But uh, are you a are you a hockey fan by chance, Alex? Yeah, you know what? I'm. I, I used to be huge um, playing growing up, and then I got injured and cut from my high school team and my high school team is actually the same place i i was playing in the same rink as uh chris Drury, the general manager of the uh, new york rangers oh shit so I'm, a massive, I'm, I'm still a massive rangers fan nice well the the, the rangers they did ultimately end up draw well i believe i don't know if the game has gone final yet but it was it was five to four uh, uh, I'm watching check. Uh, watching Grizzlies Warriors. Grizzlies Warriors right now is uh, is incredible. But yeah, I mean, oh, how about that half court shot, huh? Oh, that was that was amazing. I mean, these guys, it's the highest level. I, you know, growing up, my dad would take me to um, Madison Square Garden, and I'm still amazed. I love baseball. I love football. I love hockey. But when you see a six seven guy that can you know drop back from 30 feet and hit three pointers or or dance in the air and dunk i mean i think pro um basketball players are the best athletes in the world i mean oh that's, yeah that's it's my- uh it's amazing uh some of the some of the plays that these guys that these guys can uh can pull off especially uh, uh you know especially w- when when even when they're when they're in midair, like you said, you know some of the uh, some of these uh, people who end up going up for shots and then they ultimately end up passing it off instead while they're in midair, and yet everybody's thinking, oh, he's going to go for the layup. You know, it's <laughs> it's amazing, and I and I love uh, I love baseball. I love all the other sports, but I mean, I think basketball just maybe captivates or, or blows my mind more than the other sports. The Grizzlies and Warriors ultimately ends up uh, there's the uh, possibility that this could be the closest seven game seven game ser- uh, seven game series potentially if it does happen to go seven games. Right now uh, the Warriors are up by seven on uh, on the Grizzlies at the half, but you know there is the there is the opportunity that maybe perhaps the Grizzlies will be able to get back in this. They just have to get everything in gear. I mean, just taking a look at where at where they stand right now in this game. John Morant is actually pretty much the only two players who have shown up to play. Are John Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr. right now, and honestly, shockingly enough, 
Jaron Jackson Jr. is not in foul trouble. I mean, right now he has two personal fouls when usually he's pretty much approaching foul trouble at this at this point in the game usually by by halftime. So the fact that he only has two personal fouls right now is a huge plus for the Grizzlies. So now they have more they have more room I I, I can't really say they have more room for error, but they do have more room uh to potentially you know to to uh maneuver around uh around foul trouble so to speak but man they they have just basically been attempting to live or die by the 3 in this matchup and you know that that's the weird thing nowadays about basketball is the fact that this game has basically evolved to where you can't get back in the game unless you're shooting three pointers. That's pretty much the only opportunity you have to get back in the game is if you're shooting three pointers. Otherwise there may be a wide open layup potentially available, but Nope. Got to shoot the three pointer. That's the only way I can get back in this game is by shooting the three pointer instead of taking a, a potential wide open layup. But looking at where the Grizzlies are right now, uh, you got Zaire Williams with seven points, uh, Xavier Tillman with five, Desmond Bain with eight. I still can't believe that the that the uh, Boston Celtics traded away Desmond Bain to the Memphis Grizzlies. I just can't I can't understand what is uh you know what what Danny Ainge was thinking at that point. Uh, you got Melton with four, along with Brandon Clark with four. And Kyle Anderson has uh, contributed only two points off of the bench. Uh, meanwhile, I'm kind of surprised actually that Stephen Adams hasn't somehow found his way into this uh, into this game yet. Uh, but maybe perhaps they're just waiting on potentially if uh, if Jaron Jackson Jr. ultimately ends up in foul trouble potentially. Uh, meanwhile, over on Golden State's side. Man, it just seems like they cannot miss a single basket. I mean, they have they've shot sixty percent from three point from three point range. And but, uh, all right, let me let me add Alex back on here. Alex, uh, I'm so, I, I'm so sorry. I have no my, my phone cut out. I apologize. Yeah, that, yeah, that's not that's no problem. I was uh, you know some sometimes when uh, when blog talk uh, blog talk uh has these issues because uh I only do a sports show but uh we also do survivor podcasts survivor recap podcasts for wow. the for the CBS show that's awesome man. and stuff and I'm I'm honored I'm honored to be on the show Lou, Lou told me like he's like this guy has a bunch of great stuff so I'm honored to be on the show Oh yeah well we're glad we're glad to have you on here um you know, there's just there there there's been problems with Blog Talk Radio in the past. So yeah, uh, yeah. you know, it's it, it sometimes that can kind of happen. I mean, it's happened to me before, where literally I'd be talking with Lou, and then all of a sudden I'd get I'd get disconnected, even though I'm the host. I'm you know I'm the one hosting the call, <laughs> and yet I would get disconnected out of nowhere. 
uh, from Block Talk by Block Talk Radio. So everything moves on. So then, yeah, you know, it's it's just the fact that you know if I get disconnected, you know, you you are back on the air uh, once again, Alex. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Now, uh, let's talk, you know, let's talk about this matchup. You know, what are your thoughts on uh, Golden State right now with a seven-point lead over Memphis? I mean, Memphis, ever since they started off with, a, I think it was like a 21-8 to eight lead, they've all of a sudden gone ice cold, it seemed, to me, from, the, from the first quarter on. This is, um, you know, it's, it's tough to describe. This is like the uh, – it's the ultimate matchup. You got the offense, everyone's cooking, you know, Golden State threes, corner threes, transition. Memphis is old school and defensive, but they also have athletes. They match up really well with Golden State. Dylan Brooks not being there tonight, that hurts uh, Memphis. But overall, I mean, Memphis is not scared. Memphis is ready for this. Oh, yeah. I mean, they weren't scared for game two after after that happened. Nope. And and they and they almost I mean, won what, game what, one. Yeah, and you, you know, I mean, not not to uh, not to sugarcoat, not to change the world, but they could be up two zero. They very well could if if John Morant didn't miss that wide open uh, that wide open layup attempt. Yeah, I mean, I I think Memphis is the better team. I really do. I honestly do. So what now, you know, I, I want to get to that Dylan Brooks. Oh go yeah, ahead. go for it, man. I, I was just gonna say, I mean, it comes down to confidence. Obviously, uh, Curry and Thompson—they've—they've they've been there before. You know, it's like that right. level. Memphis—they're so blue collar. They're so easy to root for. They've not been on that stage. So there's a different mental element to that matchup. I mean, Golden State kind of feels at ease. Memphis is trying to prove themselves. So it's kind of an uphill That's climb right, for Memphis. Yeah. They got to prove themselves. I mean I mean you kinda of saw you kinda of saw it in the Minnesota series when Minnesota, yeah. you know, Carl Anthony, Carl Anthony Towns was getting all the calls and yet uh John ja Morant would get absolutely slaughtered at the uh at the basket. Yeah. You know, and yet he wouldn't receive a single call. So it's almost like yeah. it's, it almost feels like for Memphis fans, it's Memphis versus the world right now. That's a, that's a great that's a great way to look at it, man. I really I really like that. It's true. I mean, now so yeah, I mean through, through lose one of my best friends. So my backstory, real you know, for five seconds, I'll give it to you. I'm uh, Matt right. and Bills. So my my um, growing up, I met uh, Donovan, Reggie White. Randall Cunningham, but I'm also a Mets fan. But randomly, um, my first time ever being in Madison Square Garden when I was eight years old, Blazers, Knicks. So I'm a Blazers fan too. So I love the like the small school. Jaws like a Dame Lillard. He's trying to shock the world. I mean, you know, with the with the uh, with the point totals he's put up in this series so far, I, he's really started to blossom. From I mean, you could tell a huge difference from his rookie year onward. 
You know, oh, he, he looks of course like a completely different player. And it's a beautiful thing to see. I mean, look at that. I mean, he's growing, and the team thrives off him. The team needs him, and he's leading the way. I mean, I think they can do it. I this game tonight is huge. I mean, come on, make some mistake, yeah. man. I mean, Saturday night. Let's let's cut to the you know the BS. If if they win tonight, that's huge. If they lose, then we're gonna hear about the Warriors for a couple of days, and then they're the Grizzlies yeah. are probably done. They're they're probably done if they lose this. Now it's you know they kind of, they're kind of like overall period right now, so it's almost like this Golden State team cannot miss. You know, if if missing a basket basically meant like you die if you miss a if you miss a basket, these guys are 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 landing literally everything that they shoot at this point. So, it, Memphis they don't really have any room for error here. If they if they decide to just complete uh, completely start chucking the threes like they were. Uh, a couple of games during the Minnesota series, instead of you know maybe taking an easy uh, an easy layup attempt. No, I'm going to instead settle for the for a three point attempt. It, it's entirely possible that Golden State could potentially run away with any of these games. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, uh... obviously, it doesn't. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, this is a huge game. This is a huge game. I mean, if the Warriors, I'm sorry, Grizzlies get this, then they're in the driver's seat. If you lose this, you know the momentum is lost. Yeah. And uh, welcome back, Lou. I I connected. I connected you back on, Lou. Louis, Louis, the man. Yeah. Look, you going uh, to I mean, Yeah, I mean, I'm in the I'm in the casino floor right now. Oh wow, I'm uh picture me jealous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, just, just how well, uh, just I'm, how effortless just these threes are. I'm on DraftKings up in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. I mean, just how effortless these threes are. You know, Golden State is just you know, Clay, Clay Thompson just just yeah. now with absolutely no hesitation. Yeah. Time out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now Golden State has opened it up to a 15-point lead. So it's oh wow, they're not winning this game. No, it's probably not. I mean, it's gonna have to take it's gonna have to take a massive collapse at this point by uh, by Golden State and. Right now, I mean that that just increased their three point percentage to sixty six point seven percent right now. So they're hitting two thirds wow. of their three. Yeah, and, and once uh, you know, we we and our uh, neighbors and brothers and mothers know like once once Golden State starts cooking, it's over. so now Golden State's going to to run. Yeah, and it's very. You know, it's it's very scary to look at Golden State right now and think, wait until James Wiseman comes back. 
You know, they're already talking oh, yeah. right I, I'm now. Not big, I'm not a big uh, believer in that guy. I, I, I don't no? know. Yeah, I mean, raw. He's like a Greg Oden. I mean, a seven-footer. Anyone would love to have him, but he looked very raw and uh, unrefined. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think he might be a bust. Yeah, he could be. I mean, he, you know, he yeah, had the he he kind of had subpar numbers somewhat for oh. his rookie year before he ended up getting injured. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, he's definitely a work in progress if he's been able okay. if he's been able to develop at all during his uh, you know, during his uh, his recovery. Yeah, but no Oh, you know, don't get me wrong. He he's very projectable. He's uh, different talent. I just he seemed very uh very uh, a project. When I... Right. Right. Yeah. He's definitely he's definitely yeah. a project at the at this point. Uh, a project. Yeah. Although I will I will yeah. say, I will say though you know I have seen some encouraging parts of his game that yes. kind of makes me think maybe perhaps, you know, normally you look at certain players and you look, you look at them coming out of college and you're like, okay, who is going to be a long-term project and who could potentially, you know, who could, who could potentially uh, make an impact within a certain amount of time. Wiseman, he's kind of in the middle like maybe it may yeah. take a year or two for him to get fully adjusted, but yeah. you know he's not really he's not really somebody like I'll take Fab Mello for example. When the Celtics drafted Fab Mello, everybody was looking at him as a long term project. Like uh, it may take him three or four years before he would be able to even do anything in the NBA. And right. I mean now he's a washout, so. Uh, you know, but with, with Wiseman, I mean, there—I don't think there's any better of a team that he could have been drafted by uh, with Golden State, with the way that yeah. uh, with the way that they've been yeah. able to develop uh, players. Yeah, and, 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 uh, they, they're not beat him back, so he's kind of like on his, uh, you know, his own probation schedule. I hope he's getting ready working out. If you give me a start, I'm going to be in. Uh, uh, Alex, I think I think you were break I think you were breaking up a little bit uh, during that. Yeah. Oh, saying if um, you know, I would I would trust that Wiseman is um, you know, staying in shape and getting ready for the season. Oh, true. Yeah, I would. I would assume yeah. that. If, I mean, if he's not, if he's, if he's, he's not, if he's not, then I can. If he's not, then I can give him. Uh, I can give his number to uh, James Harden and Ben Simmons because they cash out. <laughs> yeah. Right. You know, I mean, obviously, they're probably, obviously they're probably I would Atlantic City. They're probably run, running a Louis right now at Atlantic City. Right. Maybe they oh, are. Harden's going. Harden. No, Harden's going to the strip club. <laughs> he's going to the strip Good clubs joke. out in Philly. Yeah. Uh, right now, Golden State is shooting thirty-one for forty-three from the field. 
only yeah, missed so, 12 I'm, shots entirely. I'm, I'm so glad I'm not a huge um, whatever better, but I'm glad that I did not take Memphis. I actually did not take them. I, I knew this was coming. Golden State, it's like the old Bulls teams or the old uh, Kobe teams. They get hot and they just roll. They roll. Yeah, and I mean, everybody was saying that when you know when when uh, Thompson was on was on the sidelines, and you know this was basic. I mean, it's always been Curry's team, but when Curry was basically yep. the main the main source of offense during uh, Clay yep. Thompson's uh, injury days, everybody was saying, "Oh, you know, the, this Golden State, you know, the the Warriors, they were they were, uh, you know, they really suffered during." Clay's absence, but then absolutely all of a sudden, as it start as it started getting closer to Clay's return, you started to see this Warriors team really, really start to get back to the team that they used to be. Yeah, and so back, and, even and to back build when on, they had Durant. Yeah, and to build on your point, sometimes it takes you know it's like a person is that you really count on and trust when they're not there, other people step up. So now you have uh, Wiggins. You've got Kaminga, who I really like, rookie. I don't know about Moses yep. Moody, but, um, you know, they have – and obviously, dude, I mean, shoot me. I, I should have already mentioned him, Jordan Poole. Now, now you oh, see yeah. other guys. Now you see other guys ascending, and then they come back, and it's like, wow, now we're better. Yeah, it's uh... – you know the the thing with Golden State is, and the, I think this is a this is an a an, an and somehow he ultimately ended up making the All Star team this year. Uh, but you take, yeah. you know you take a look at all these at all these players that Golden State has and how they've been able to develop their players. I mean, hell, you know, you're starting to have teams now um, model after them. Yeah, and and, um, I really like what you just said. I mean, let's think about that. I I actually had not thought about that. I mean, as far as growth and development, I mean, that's a testament to um, the Golden State coaching staff and their scouts. That's kind of like Tampa Bay. I mean, these guys get better and better. And, I mean, not for nothing, look at the Knicks. Are those guys getting better? I mean, Golden State, those guys are getting better every day. That's what I know. Problem with the Knicks is there's so much dysfunction. I mean, now I you love, got Julius I, and I Randall. Love, I, love, I love their young core. I love the Knicks' young core. I didn't mean to uh, – yeah, Oh, no, no, no. no well, Julius Randle has to go. Julius Randle's gone. No question. He's a he's a uh, toxic person. Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's they they had a bounce back season, not this season, but the 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 first year under uh, under Tom Thibodeau that you know yep. a lot of people felt okay, maybe per, maybe perhaps Thibodeau is the answer, and you know the Knicks will finally get back to uh, to winning seasons again. And then all of a sudden you have a step back year this year, and it's like uh, some it was people random. are wondering did adding 
did adding uh, a shooter like Evan Fournier really mess up the team this badly that no, they lost a, their mojo or something? That's a great point. He didn't mess up anything. I mean, first of all, Fournier and Kemba, God bless them. I'm a Connecticut guy. I love Kemba Walker, UConn. Oh, uh, yeah. They're both done. They're both done. Fournier, Kemba, yes. God bless you. Hey, I was a college athlete. When, when you're done, you're done. They they got to hang them up. Uh, and then you know, I felt so bad. You know, for Julius, Kemba. Julius Randall. Julius Randall is just he was toxic. If, if you've been uh, looking at the Knicks, I mean, he doesn't play defense. He yells at teammates. So yeah. the less the less they played those three, Fournier, Kemba, Randall, the more they won. The more they won. They got to go young. Toby, um, quickly. They got some young pieces. They got some pieces. Oh, definitely. Yeah, they de- they definitely have have the young core that you want that you want to see. The problem is is that you know obvi- obviously they add all they they add all of these other pieces that yeah kind of takes so away they- from you know it kind of takes away from uh, from being able to develop. Uh, some of these players. Yeah, and as you know, when you when you uh, you know imagine running a team, if you bring in a forty million dollar you know um, a big you know veteran shooting guard like Fournier, that's cutting into yep. um, you know Barrett, R.J. Barrett, because they're gonna now they're gonna say okay, I should give the ball to this guy. He's older than me. No, 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 no. You're better than him. You should be shooting, not Fournier. It messes up the whole dynamic. You got to go young, or you got to go one way or the other, but you can't dance around. Right. You know. I mean, uh, I'll give you an example. Uh, who was it? Kevin Knox, I think. You know, yeah. he was being looked at at one point as being a potential team. star. He was looking yep. at being a uh, He was being looked at as a potential star for the Knicks uh, if they were able. To develop him properly, then Nick, all of Nick a sudden, one, they took him one pick after uh, Trey Young. <laughs> yeah, and then you know, then all, all of a sudden, Knox gets—he's uh, not even on the Knicks anymore. Where did uh, did he, he get shipped to, uh, off he went to, to? He went to Atlanta. Oh, that's right. He yeah, was, he was moved you know, uh, he's, as part of the um, as part of the uh, who's the guy they added? R.J. Barrett, uh, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Oh, Cam, Cam Reddish. Cam Reddish. Yep. Yeah. So it's you know you you look at some of the at some of these uh, some of these players and Knox, for example, you know his rookie year, he impressed a lot of people, but then yep. his second year in the league and he barely was even used on the Knicks roster. In the Knicks, the Knicks are. Uh... Sadly, it's not it's not a good thing. The Knicks are well known for uh, misusing and misguiding and misdeveloping uh, young players, and that's a fact, and that's what we go by. Yeah. Now, meanwhile, meanwhile, you know, you got Golden State, and just looking at they how they've been, players how all the they've time. developed their players. Yeah. Look at Jordan Poole. Look at Jordan Poole. I mean, come on. If he was on the Knicks, he he might be playing as much as quickly. They they would not yeah. uh, 
they would not have developed them. I mean, if you if you told me to bet a hundred bucks, there's no way Jordan Poole would be close to the way he is if he were a Nick. No way. No, and you know, honestly, I would even uh, I would even put it this way. You know, if he was a Boston Celtic, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, but looking oh, at the I way their, we've their team. Looking at the way we've uh, we've we've uh, tried to develop certain players over the years, it yeah, ha- most of the time it hasn't really gone well. So, well, I mean, you know, yeah, I mean, you guys had you guys had a lot of a lot of high picks, but I I love uh, yeah I love the current Celtics team, man. I really do. They're, yeah, um, you know, you know what? Actually, let's let's go over gonna go, to the Celtics and. You think you think that they're gonna that they're gonna topple uh, Milwaukee? Oh, I mean honestly, <laughs> dude, Milwaukee and the Heat. I mean, those are great teams. Um, I think the Celtics can. Uh, I've seen chemistry, I've seen heart, I've seen desire. They they have a new focus now, and it's interesting. Without Brad Stevens, I mean, now he's in the press box. He's upstairs, but. You know what I mean? Yeah. They have a yeah. They new, have a they uh, have a coach. They have a new swag. Yeah, they they have they a coach do, who actually uh, demands accountability. I'm a Duca. Great, great coach. Yep. <clears throat> I like them, and you know what? The the biggest, the best move that the Celtics have made this past year, dude, bring him home, Al Horford. He is the captain. Yeah. He's the leader. I don't care if he puts up four points. He is making sure all of his teammates play defense, play hard. I mean, he's a he's like a player coach. Right. You know, there's a lot of people there's a lot of people that were very skeptical of him, especially after his time in Philly. Oh, and then, you he's know, going slow, to Oklahoma City. Alex, but Alex I was I was one of the, I was one of the few I was one of the few uh people that I know who actually supported the move because Oh, a Horford, a Horford as a Celtic. Yeah, a Horford. You know, Horford as a Celtic was completely different compared to his time in Philly. Who, by the way, Philly, I still stand by this. Philly had no idea how to utilize him correctly. No, absolutely. And and, and obviously, I mean, we're not we're not stupid. Obviously, you cannot play him next to Embiid. That was never a fit. Yeah. So I mean, uh, uh, overall in basketball terms. And leadership in locker room, Al Horford's, uh, you know, A plus. That's a huge move. And then Time Lord, I mean, the Celtics. What their their best thing that they did, they stopped playing the BS game with uh, acting like Tatum was a four. They put Tatum back out in the wing with Brown, and they brought back Al, and they have Time Lord. Right. Tatum I never understood four. that. He's not a bang. Tatum is a perimeter player. He's not a banger. Yeah, I never, I never understood that. That's why they looked so awkward in uh, well, in seasons where he's they. A twin. Yeah, he's like six. Eight. I mean, he could he could play the role. He could fool you for a little bit as a power forward. No, he's a wing. Jalen's a wing. Now you have Marcus Smart, who's grown ex time lord and Al Horford and Tice. Ice is a great move. The little things, man. 
You know, I, I, I'm, I'm still watching this game, and I, I do not, I do not understand this. You know, the, the NBA, Draymond Green demand, literally demanded a foul to get called just now. Seconds after, not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. And then, and then the refs, and then the refs call it. I'm not a fan of it. It's pathetic. You know, and obviously we'll get back to the Celtics in a minute, but because uh, we, I want to discuss yeah. the Celtics and Bucks series. But uh, you know, let's get let's get to Draymond Green here because he he was ejected from Game One for yeah. the uh, for the foul that he that that he that he ended up uh, committing, uh, which honestly yep. to me it didn't seem like a flagrant two to me when I no, first was, looked at it. That wasn't a two. That was a that was a hard foul. But uh, what are your, you know, what are your thoughts on the fact that he didn't get suspended, yet Dylan Brooks got suspended for? I mean, granted, <laughs> Gary Payton Jr. Gary Payton Jr. broke his uh, broke his elbow, but yeah, uh, hey, it seems a Brooks, little bit extreme. A, yeah, Dylan Brooks is a tough player. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of what he did, but he goes hard. I mean, listen. The Grizzlies are climbing a hill, all right? Uh, Golden State is on top of the hill. They're going after the bullies. So things are going to happen. Dylan Brooks, maybe he makes that move, okay? Uh, Draymond yeah. Green, protected by the league, not a fan of his. Eh, I mean, Grizzlies are going to they're gonna play hard. They might injure some people. I'm just saying. <laughs> if, you're, if you're going at the champ, you know, you got to – you got to bring everything you got. Right. Now, Draymond Green, five, five, five. Yeah, that's awesome. He he's always a triple double. Uh, on you know, like he doesn't do anything that great. He just does a little bit of everything. I, right. I take him on my team. You can never build a team around Draymond. He's in the best setup ever because he's a passing big man, and they have you know nineteen guards that can shoot. He just dishes off and rebounds. Yeah, and you know, right, right there, they just shot another three with seemingly with ease. Like it, I'm not even it literally just Thank floats. I, I it, it, it's a twenty, it's a twenty point deficit now for uh, for Memphis. So, oh, my I mean, dad, my dad's Golden St- State. My dad's is, St- oh, they're rolling. Yeah, my dad's from St. Louis. I'm a, uh, I'm a Mets fan, and then I'm. Uh, Cardinals too. I'm taking them right now. They're playing out in uh, San Francisco. That's a great series. Cards. Oh wow. Yeah. Hey. Uh, you know what? What? What are your thoughts actually? And uh, seemingly, it looks it looks like it's a reunion for. Uh, we're going to have a, a potential three. Uh, you know, three player retirement ceremony with uh, or retirement season, I should say, with uh, Albert yeah. Pujols, Adam Wainwright, and. Uh, <laughs> And uh, Yadier Molina. Yadi Yadi. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, that's, that's the idea, right? I mean, isn't this perfect? This is the end of the movie that everyone wants, right, in St. Louis? Well, update. Pujols is not performing. They have uh, three or four batters coming up from the minors right now. I think, honestly, in about a month. I'm going to call right now. Well, that could be. Because they're pushing. That could be, you know but I, I mean? they're they have that guy Yepes, 
and they have uh, they honestly they have two of the best bats in the minor leagues are coming up right now for the Cardinals. Hey, where are you gonna play? Yeah. You gonna play pools over them? No. Are you building for the future? I mean, or are you uh, making a movie? Pools is gone. I, I mean, granted, granted, he has the you know he has the uh, statistical history, but of course, I mean, performing. I, yeah, he has two homers and five RBIs currently, but no, he's performing. You know, and if he's not performing, you know, it's. I I think he I think he just wanted to sign with St. Louis. That maybe he yeah. originally was gonna retire. Maybe he originally was gonna retire this past off season, but he decided, you know, let me give it one more go. Let me sign with who, uh, you know, to to give it full circle, and with the Cardinals, uh, you know, go yeah. back to the team that I started off with. And it's a, it's a, you know it's maybe a, it's a romantic it's a love it's a love story. Um, yeah, it's not realistic much. right now. Like you said, I mean. No. Now you have other people coming up. They're not going to – are you going to play pools every day? He can't run. Nope. I mean, I'm playing the young guys. They're going to – they're probably going to cut him in a month. I wouldn't be surprised. Look at look at, I uh, wouldn't be look surprised at Robbie Cano. Look at Robbie Cano. Cut. Yeah. That, that, uh, honestly, that kind of shocked me, even though he was having – uh, a bit of a poor start to the season. It kind of surprised me, considering the fact that uh, the dead money that Seattle is gonna have is gonna have to take on because of that. Oh, the the Mets gonna yeah, but um, I mean Steve Cohen being the owner, he's you know waking up and oh wait a minute, not, money. yeah, not Seattle, not Seattle, the Mets. I'm I'm sorry. Oh no, no, I I, I, I can... no, but I totally I totally agree with you. But yeah, it's, uh, I keep you thinking know, the owner a, now. I keep the owner now is a mariner. The owner now doesn't care. He's like, whatever, you're done. And uh, it's interesting. My ex-girlfriend was uh, the cousin of uh, Cano. Really? Wow. The laziest, the laziest guy, and also wouldn't shower. Don't, don't publicize this. <laughs> huh. Yeah, and full. I mean, yeah, yeah. Once, okay. Twice. No, no, no. Now the old mess would have held on to him, would have held on to him for the next five years. The new Mets owner is like, nope, you're done. Now, they have J.D. Davis and uh, Dom Smith. They have younger bats. Again, like pools. You don't keep an old guy like that for memories. If you want to win, you cut bait and move on. Right. It ain't right. Sports in, in an old yeah. man's game. You know how how surprised are you that the Mets have gotten off to the start that they've uh, that they that they've had this season? Because haven't they had injury issues? Swear to God, and I'm I'm the most skeptical fan, like every Mets fan. I'm used to the uh, bipolar like highs and lows. No, I from the second they they um, hired Buck Showalter, and they got Bassett, and they got Mad Max, Starling Marte. I, I've been overjoyed I, the, this this year i expect the mets to win and probably go to the world series i i really do it's a whole new team oh yeah you know and i've even i've even said this with lou uh when we when we've talked about the uh the managerial this is a whole new mets team. uh recently yeah. 
when when I've talked when I when we've talked about the managerial hires uh, in past podcasts, you know, I told him Showalter was probably the best option that that the Mets could have oh potentially had because he it's it's not his fault that he was dealt a shit team out in uh, out in Baltimore, no. and Arizona, you know, Baltimore. So, the one winning season that they did have under him, they were legitimate threats to potentially make it to the World Series. I mean, that's that's literally how uh, you know how he was able to turn that team into a winning baseball team, and then all of a sudden, you know, Oriole management decided, well, hell, uh, we can't have this happen. We're we're known for being losers, so we need to. Uh, you know, we we need to uh, to try and sabotage this team in any way possible, and ultimately, Showalter took the fall for it. Oh, he he's an amazing baseball mind. Um, it, it was shocking to me personally that he didn't get hired the first time around uh, two years ago. I mean, come on, the Yankees yeah. should have hired him. <laughs> I mean, Buck Showalter, <laughs> he's gold. Yeah, consider, considering his uh, considering his track record, uh, I was very surprised that he was on that he was uh, in the unemployment line for as long as he was. Because you know how do you how do, how do you keep somebody with his track record on the sidelines? Well, and I not mean, pick him up I, immediately. I think, I think you made a great point earlier a few seconds ago when you said. You know, well, you know, people, sometimes people are going to look at that record. Oh, wow. He didn't win a lot. He was in Baltimore. Oh, he was in Arizona. Dude, it does not, it takes players to win games, not coaches. So the real baseball minds knew that Buck was awesome, but some people might be like, oh, you know, he wasn't a winning manager. Please. The team wins games, not the manager. Now, what he does, he adds the element of accountability, discipline, consistency. He he really runs the ship every day. The Mets have right. a few divas, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna talk trash about my team. But Lindor might be a little bit uh, high maintenance, if you will. Um, Pete Alonso, you know they're used to like the Noah Syndergaards, the Matt Harveys. When Buck came in. He said, okay, we're going to go win games, and we're going to focus every day. And we're not going to party. We're not going to worry about girls. We're, we're going to do all that stuff on the side, but we're going to focus. Like, he, he changed the uh, the mindset of the Mets. So, every day they show up now, they're trying to win. The Mets usually He brought in, like, a sergeant. He brought in the sergeant. He brought in, like, militant. Right. You know the per- the perfect comparison actually is to like when you when you look at coaches and you and you say oh they must suck because they had a losing record uh, you know let's take a look at uh, a perfect example uh, apart from Showalter would be the Boston Red Sox this season ten and eighteen yep. they have a a World Series winning manager in Alex Cora who also yep. brought them to the ALCS last year. Two games within two two games away from the World Series, and 
or two wins away, I should say. And now all of a sudden he has a losing record this year, and everybody's going to say, oh, Cora sucks. Cora, you know, Cora can't manage. <laughs> but yet they overlook the hey. fact that, that, meanwhile, your general manager, Heim Bloom, is doing dumpster diving instead of trying to go after uh, – I mean, yeah, he did sign Trevor Story, but – you know, uh, as far as starting, I'm not as far as pitching that. goes, nothing, nothing. Yeah, he, he, he huge, basically went dumpster fan. diving. I, I mean, I like, um, I like Trevor Story. I mean, let's <laughs> let's uh, let's dial it back and look at uh, what we all know: uh, Colorado versus other fields. He's different. He's still a good player. He's not a superstar. Yeah. So now they bring in right. a story. Now he's taking Bogart's feet next year, or now Bogart's a free agent coming up, so he's not happy. It's a little bit weird. Devers, I mean, Boston has a great team. Now listen, Boston's best hitter is coming up in about two weeks, Tristan Cassis. 6'5", left. Yes. First. Now he's coming yes. up. He, he started, he, give me a break. Bobby Dahlbeck? No, he's done. He's coming up now. Cass is going to be uh, a top three hitter on the Sox in a couple of weeks. Yeah, gra- granted, he's hitting two fifty. He uh, heading into today, he was hitting two fifty eight in AAA. But you know, uh, I can't wait until the, until they finally call he's up Cassis because he, he's ready. I mean, all you had to do was just look at what he did for Team USA. Oh my God! Granted, what three three home runs, three home runs in one weekend? Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, granted, maybe perhaps the competition uh, isn't as high over there, considering the fact that you don't really have major leaguers. uh, That's okay. (laughs) That's still that's still the world stage. I mean, that that still means something to me. That's still legit. Wasn't doing that in uh, in our backyard. Yeah, and and you know my understanding is he's actually hitting lights out right now for uh, for Worcester. So yeah, uh, actually, wait a minute, I have I have his stats right here: five homers have, uh, and nineteen RBIs in twenty eight games. I, have, I was telling I was telling Louis the other day I have a couple different like big money uh, fantasy leagues in Dynasty and where you can have minor leaguers. I have Cassis yep. everywhere. I have uh, Adley the the um, Orioles catcher, the next Piazza. I got him everywhere. Those are the two next big uh, bats coming up. Yeah, you know, it is. I, I, I got. I, I just got to say, Dalvik. Yeah, he was good last year. The problem is he swung and missed. God knows how many times when uh, in in key situations when we could have uh, we could have gotten a lot of runs potentially if he was just more patient. Uh, yeah, the pro the problem with uh, the problem with this now is they're gonna have to do something with Dalvik. Like either he's gonna permanently be on the you know he's gonna be on the bench or maybe they're gonna do some. I know how Cora likes to rotate. Probably so trade him. Maybe you you probably know maybe a lot perhaps more than he could be traded. Yeah, I mean you know a yeah, lot more I, than me than uh, Boston and and Cora knows a lot more than us. I if. Yeah. If it were me, I would. I mean, he's probably going to get designated. I would trade him for a for an arm. 
because it's coming. Oh, I, I mean, definitely Zalbuck's would. Zalbuck's not going to be there in a month, so you might as well get something, something for him. Yeah, I definitely. You know, honestly, before before the season started, I know he was he was being talked about as maybe perhaps being a trade, maybe be, uh, perhaps being a trade piece for like Frankie Montez or uh, yeah, the, or, or the uh, athletics the athletics other uh, other ace that they had, uh, Sean Manaya. You know, oh God, he's he's doing great in uh, San Diego now. Manaya is a fucking sorry, pardon my language. Manaya is a great player. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, no, I, I never swear. I, I never I'm swear. just sorry. so I'm just so disappointed. the the problem The problem with with Boston is they just don't want to pay their players. They don't want to pay for anybody. So I mean, yeah, they paid for Story, but that's because they know that Bogarts is leaving, and they don't want to give Bogarts what he wants. So. That's literally the only reason why they paid for story. Yeah. And now they don't want to pay Devers. And actually, as a matter of fact, uh, for Devers, for the Devers negotiations, they're literally nine figures apart in negotiations from what, (laughs) from what was officially said, nine figures. So they're not even offer like, it, what are they offering? It's basically like they. It's basically like they. I don't know what the official offer was, but uh, you know, suppo- supposedly, you know, Devers obviously with with how hot of a hitter he's been uh, ever since he fully, de- you know, he fully developed into a uh, into. I don't think has he made the All Star. Yeah, he start. He actually he made the All Star team last year uh, when he developed into an All Star. Uh, you know, everybody said, okay, uh, you know, Devers is official is officially here. Like this is uh, one of the, one of the top young hitters in all of baseball. And now they're basically treating him like, okay, you know, we'll give you an offer of say four years and 80 million, which I mean, there's nothing to scoff at, you know, 20, there's nothing to scoff at 20 mil per season, but I agree with you, but Apparently. I mean, what are you doing? If you are running a pro team in Boston, this is, I'm sorry. I love, I went to school in Ohio. I love small markets. This is Boston, uh, Matt. They have money. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? Uh, Mookie Betts style again? I mean, what are you, what yes, are they doing? Exa- that is exactly uh, what sign they're him doing. Up, sign him up for 10 years. Lock him in. That is exactly what they're doing. They they are treating Bogarts and Devers like they did Mookie Betts. And well, actually, this may actually be worse because from ridiculous. my understanding is that is my understanding is that the low ball offers that they gave to both Bogarts and Devers are perhaps worse than what they offered uh what they offered Betts. Wow. So what was the offer? I mean, that should say something. Uh I mean, my understanding is that it was around four years, eighty million for Devers. When Devers is seeking, like, you know, we're talking like if he were to hit the open market, he would easily command nine figures. So at least maybe a hundred and fifty to two hundred million, at, from from what it sounds like. So he's looking at one of those mega contracts potentially. Wow. And the Red Sox, my understanding is, uh, according to reports, the Red Sox offer was nowhere close. 
I mean, what are they doing? Are they trying to piss people off? I I don't get that. Well, you you know you know what the you know what the thing is 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 the fact that John Henry, their owner, he owns not just the Red yeah. Sox. He owns now he owns uh, I think is it Liverpool over in over in uh, Europe. Oh, yeah. I think it's Liverpool. They're not. And now he enough. owns the Pittsburgh Penguins. Well, good for him. So, he's, so he's, it's like he's going to destroy the Red Sox if he doesn't shape up. Yeah. So, I mean, now, so now it's like, you, oh, I need to focus okay. on these two teams. And and you know, just to circle back to the overall big picture, a few years ago, how do you not make Mookie Betts happy? <laughs> that was, I mean, that was the biggest cardinal sin right there. I mean, right. How do you? Had and yeah, Verdugo, Mookie Betts is a Hall of Fame player. So how do you move that? I, I don't know. They're actually. I mean, I can you know I can understand I can understand the Verdugo. Uh, yeah, I can understand them wanting Verdugo, I like Verdugo. in the deal, but I, like I mean, him. you put it, you bring in Jeter, you 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 want Jeter Downs to be part of the deal, and then here's the thing I don't get. Okay. They bring in Jeter Downs as part of the deal, and they bring in I think Connor Wong. I think was the other was the other player that was involved, and yet yeah. then you then you draft Marcelo Meyer at shortstop, which yeah. further further crowds your shortstop uh, your your shortstop depth chart. It's like you're basically telling your fans right there, don't expect Bogarts to be around for long. Because we're already getting ready to replace him, and that 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 just I I, I know, man. I know. Uh, you know, in a perfect world, everyone could get paid. You know, I want more money. I'm sure yeah. maybe you want more. Like wherever we work, maybe you're the same way. Everyone, a lot of people I know want more money. Um, when it comes to that, you know, when you're in that big dynamic, when you have hundreds of millions as an owner. You got to give that money out. It, I mean, Boston's you yeah know, a hotbed. They're they're a baseball city. Their players should be paid and rewarded. And this is kind of a troubling trend now. You look at Mookie, and then now you look at this. I mean, are they going to retain Devers or Xander? They should have both. I think. But. Well, well, Devers Devers is under contract. I think for one more year. It's just that uh, he has both, one more uh, final year of arbitration. Okay, I know. I know Xander's a free agent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a free. He's gone. As far as as far as I. Uh, it's Trevor's story. Yep. As far as I can tell, yeah, he's gone. Because uh, even though even though I will say this, the, Trevor's story was signed to play second base this year. Because of the fact that his arm uh, has apparently he's lost a little bit of arm strength, so he can't make some of those same throws that he's been able to make for years from shortstop. So that is going to be a real big issue if he has to get moved back over to shortstop. Boston's going to have a problem, and we may see some defensive errors get uh, some defensive uh, throwing errors uh, be made by him. Because of the fact that he that he's starting to all of a sudden lose arm strength. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, 
another another really cool uh, caveat, another cool thing that I that I meant to ask you, man, as a Boston fan, um, Tanner Hawk. I mean, the guy is all world talent, m- monster arm. Yeah. What have you? Now, is he? Are they mis uh, using him, or what's going on? Now he's back in the pen. Yeah, you know, you know the big problem, and I believe I, I kind of understand what Cora was trying to do last year, where they basically said, "Oh, you know, he's we can't have him go five innings because you know we don't want him to wear out his arm because he uh, he I believe if I recall correctly, uh, he had some he had some sort of surgery, I believe." Um, at one point, or maybe, no, wait a minute. I'm thinking of, I think I'm thinking of one of our other, one of our other pitching prospects. Uh, but you know, for, for some reason, Cora decided that we need to limit the amount of innings that he, uh, that he has. So I think that first off, he was one of their, he was one of their hottest pitchers that they had last year in terms of production. And, it sure. just seem, it just seemed like you know they don't have the confidence that he can go a full five innings without screwing something up, and now, I never he, understood is, it. Is now is he limited to um what is he two pitcher uh sorry two pitches or three pitches what does he have in his uh his uh cookbook? because uh, if you're a two pitcher, you're um bullpen. That was kind of the question with him. I mean, he he looks like a starter. Yeah, I mean, he is. You know, he he is a start. I honestly believe he's a starter, just based off of uh, based off of how uh, how he's uh, how he's come up through the you know through the league. But I mean, he has four different pitches. He has a slider. He has a he has a four seamer. He has a sinker, and he has a split finger. But most of the most of the time, he uses the slider, fastball, and sinker. He barely uses the split finger if he does. So, you know, he he projects to be a starter, and that's what the plan originally was. But I don't understand what they're doing now. All of a sudden, that oh, we're bringing Garrett Whitlock into the starting rotation. So now we have to, uh, you know, in order to, they're obviously going to make room for James Paxton uh, once he comes back from injury around uh, around the All Star game, I think. So now they're like, wow. okay, we have to we have to start. Uh, not only do we have to solve our bullpen solution, but we also have to figure uh, we also have to figure out what our rotation is going to look like when he comes back. So now, the fact that they've got they got Michael Walker, they got Rich Hill, they got uh, you know they got Garrett Whitlock, they got Nate Eovaldi, and Nate Eovaldi is another another one who's not going to get re-signed by the way because uh, they have yet to begin. Yep. They have yet to begin negotiations with him at all. Um, but with I Howell, never, uh, I never, uh, I never, you know, bought, bought into uh, his hype train. Yeah, he's he's expendable. He's uh, disposable. But yeah, he's one of the better pitchers though on Boston's roster. Yeah, that there you have it. That's kind of the conundrum. Yeah. Walker, Walker, you know. 
acting like he's not. Walker, Walker was a top three pick. Uh, I'm sorry, top top seven pick in his draft by the Cardinals. He was like a sixth yeah. overall pick in like 2017, 16. I mean, the dude's a thoroughbred. Now he's been injured left and right. I mean, he's like uh, no. Corey Kluber. Right now Waka. he's looking he's looking a lot he's looking he's a looking lot up. like the uh, Michael Waka of old. I mean, look at these guys. God bless them. If if you are reborn and you find yourself again, God bless you. Those guys, uh, Corey Clipper now is two and zero with a one point five ERA in Tampa. Uh, Waka Waka played for uh, what the Mets, the Cardinals, uh, Tampa Bay, but four other teams. Now he's now he's finding himself again. He's healthy. Uh, Waka yep. Waka is a number two. He's a number two or a number three in a playoff series. I think. Yeah, and the and uh, the fact that he only signed for seven million is astounding to me. He oh, only signed a, a one year deal for seven million, and yet he's three and zero right now with a one point three eight ERA. And easily one of Boston's best pitchers that they have on their roster right he's, now. He's a silky. He's a silky. He's a great. Not to sound weird, but you know, if you watch certain pitchers, he's a sexy pitcher. He knows what he yes. does. He smooth. You know what I mean? He's he's he gets yeah. it. He gets. It. He's a smart guy. Now, his arm is the biggest question. Look at Corey Kluber. I mean. But Waka healthy is a total stud. I'm surprised that uh, Tampa and hey the Mets. I mean, you know he now he you know he gets injured and teams let him go. Boston's giving him a chance. They're giving him you know a chance. Yeah, it it, it, it remains to be seen if he's gonna. Uh, obviously, from from what it looks like right now, it looks like uh, Waka is easily going to be one of Boston's best pitchers at the end of you know once the year ends and you look back at, at how this year uh, went for Boston, you're going to look you're probably going to look at Michael Waka and recognize him as one of the best pitchers on that uh, on the uh, you know in their rotation this year. Now, who's their one and two? Uh, one, uh, well, the one is normally Chris Sale, but he's, he, for some reason, ever since the, ever since uh, his second year with Boston, he just hasn't been able to stay healthy whatsoever. And he's currently on, uh, he's currently on the 60 day injured list, I think right now. And oh, okay. honestly, he, he's projected to probably come back by the all-star game as well, I believe. And that would make uh, normal. So normally that would make uh, Eovaldi be the number two, but right now I believe it's Eovaldi and then Waka as the one and two. Now I, I like With, that. Now going into a series, you're going to be facing probably the Yankees or the Rays. Eovaldi, I would go one. Now I yeah. would, I would trust or hope that, Boston might go and find another uh, ace <laughs> if if they want to make a run. I mean, we'll see. That 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 yeah. pitching is not going to that that pitching is not going to stand up. Yeah, uh, no, there's no gonna, there's no shot. Enough. 
Yeah, there, there's there's literally no shot. I mean, I'm gonna uh, actually let me let me take a look real quick and see. Oh my god, bro, the uh, there's there's potential free agents. Boston, it, they have the money. They can sign someone. Well, they do have money. That's the thing. They do have money. It's exactly. just that John. It's just that John Henry's like, no, I gotta, I, I, I gotta, you know, foc- I gotta focus on Liverpool and uh, and Pittsburgh here first. So, and also, I want to buy an NBA team too. So, yeah, uh, try <laughs> to limit, try to limit what you what you spend during this year. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, his intern is like responding to uh, emails. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, it's it's just flat out ridiculous, and it looks like we have a grizzly who has just been ejected. Oh, I'm not watching. What what happened? Uh, I am looking right now. I'm trying to see who it was, but uh, oh, Morant is limping. That is not good. What happened? That is not good. And. Curry for Curry for some reason is shooting a technical. Oh, I think that might have been that might have been Jaron Jackson who got booted. I think. For what? Uh, some sort of. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to see a replay here. Uh, let's see who was. Okay, no, that wasn't Jackson. Who was that? That was Anderson. Anderson basically rammed into Curry, and. Curry basically, I I don't know if that was partially a flop by Curry, but he basically he basically went all the way into the uh, all the way into the back of the basket. Yeah, he, he invited he invited he invited trouble. Yeah, and basically basically Anderson then started mouthing off at the ref for calling the foul. And then Anderson got himself ejected, basically. Uh, uh, at least that's what I'm. That's what I'm gathering here from the replay that they just showed. Uh, 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 this this is going to be a series. Oh I know I said like God. an. Hour, they have to win tonight. No, I've changed my way. Uh, when you go back into the grindhouse in Memphis, what is that going to be like Tuesday or Wednesday? Those fans are going to be ready. Memphis is going to take this series. I honestly believe that. Golden State, you know, you know, I I, I, talk, I talk about making threes with ease. Steph Curry, literally, it, it didn't even look like he shot the ball. I, it, like, he has such a quick release. Well, the Grizzlies are missing their best uh, perimeter defender, Dylan Brooks. Yeah, yeah. You lock, you tell Dylan next game, all right, you're going to just focus on Steph. What does that mean, Coach? Literally, do not let him catch the ball. If you catch the ball, stand in his grill all game. Terrorize him. I mean, that's, I mean, Clampers, that's like Pistons, that's old school, bad boys, that's basketball. Cut the guy off, make someone else win the game. Yeah, and... Now, obviously, we'll see. We'll see what ha- what happens if uh, maybe Me- maybe Memphis is officially able to get back into this series. But I'll tell you one thing: if if Golden State shoots 
in game four like how they did tonight. I'm kind of finding it kind of difficult to think that that uh, Memphis will be able to get back into this series. And it, it really looks like there is something wrong with John Morant right now with that knee. Because uh. he – he he was ha- he was having trouble just just uh, lining up at the free throw line, from what it looks like. Oh man! And he's still he's still limping right now, heading back to the locker room. Ooh, no bueno! I'm not I'm not watching it. That that sounds awful. Yeah, how bad does it look? If you if you had to guess uh, right now, is it bad or is it like? I mean, okay. I. I think maybe he'll be fine for game four, but he won't be at 100%. Because, okay. I mean, he's okay. he's he's, limp, he's limping, but he isn't requiring any uh, any help, basically. I mean, maybe it could be from exhaustion. Maybe it could be from exhaustion, I guess, perhaps. Uh, I don't know. But, it, you know, if you, if you end up uh, – if you end up having to lose John Morant for any uh, for any specific amount of time, you know that's just that that yeah, will probably it, be curtains for uh, for Memphis. Yeah, I mean that's 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 the end of the road if if that happens. There, I mean, and the, I, I respect and now Golden, Golden State. State. I'm so I'm so sick. I'm so sick of Golden State and. The Grizzlies are such a hardcore, like, like defensive, hardworking team. I want them to win. <laughs> that that's the way I am. I'm sick of uh, yeah, and Flash th- Brothers. Yeah, and now and now Golden State to rub it to rub it in Memphis's face. Golden State is keeping their starters in while they took while Memphis took their starters out. Well, there you go. That's Steve Kerr. Yeah. No, Memphis is fine. What it's two one. Now they're going. We're going back to Memphis. Like the, uh, that's a great song. Walking in Memphis. <laughs> Walking in Memphis. They're going back to Memphis. What Tuesday or Wednesday? They're fun. Memphis takes two there, okay, so, and then back to Golden State to win it. So Memphis I'm, I'm reading. Scared. I'm reading something. Uh, I'm, I'm reading something from the owner of this podcast. Uh, I'm I'm part of a group uh I'm part of a group called Sports Whispers and they have other whispers groups like Survivor Whispers Big Brother Whispers. I, uh, uh, we have a Sports well, Whispers I, group. I and I I pray I pray that I've uh, earned my right to maybe get called again. I hope. Oh no, yeah, yeah, by all means, by all means, <laughs> man. You know, you can you can call in call in every Saturday night if you want to. Saturday nights uh 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh yeah, we, we, we had a be, pod, uh, we had a podcast we had, we had a podcast back in the day, well, like a year ago, Louie was calling in all the time. And then when that stopped, Louie was like, Al, come over here. Like, he talked about you. I'm like, oh, this is great. Yeah, you know, I mean, feel feel, feel free. I mean, obviously, if there's uh, – if we if I end up not having uh, not having a show one week, you know, I'll let, I'll let Lou know so that he can let you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we uh, – I mean, we've had we've had some uh, we've had some trolls call in uh, previously, but I mean, yeah, uh-huh. you know, feel feel free to feel free to call in every uh, every week if you want to. Of course. 
Yeah, Lou. But Lou and I uh, hopefully uh, get a show going too. Maybe like Wednesday nights or something. Once a week. Yeah, it's uh you know, Lou, Lou has been on here for how how long has it been, Lou? Now <laughs> if, if Lou is listening thought, right now, I'm <laughs> yeah, well, talking he's, uh, on for like ten minutes. Louis? Well, actually, he he is he is connected, but I think it's I think because he's in the he's in the casino, so he's just been uh he's just been listening. I think. Um, He's, I want to say, uh, say it's been. He's been. I want about maybe five or six years. Nice. I want. I well, want to yeah, say it's I been mean, about five or six years that he's been on this show. That's awesome. We we had a fun show. Um, my buddy uh, Joe Ryan. He uh he like covers the Rangers and Knicks. He invited me, and then we started a podcast, and then Lou would call in all the time. So then that stopped, and now I'm like I'm like floating in the air. I, I'd love to be, you know, uh, part nice. of the Yeah. Yeah. I'm a free agent. Well, yeah. And you, and you know what? Feel free. Feel free if you want to, uh, to join sports whispers on, uh, on Facebook as well. Cause, uh, cause you know, I, I, I I'm, I'm a, uh, I'm an, uh, a moderator of that group and, uh, the right. owner of the podcast who some, who sometimes calls in as well and joins us. Uh, he's in that group as well. We talk sports all the time. So, uh, you know, look up Sports Whispers and feel free if you want to join us on Facebook. Because, um, awesome. I mean, there's always a lot of there's always a lot of conversation going on. Yeah, and furthermore, I'll I'll share it on Facebook too, man. I'm I'm about networking. I want people to win. I want people to network and be happy. So, yeah, if, if we're doing what we love. But, uh, Nothing's wrong. Yeah. Yeah. But, but anyways, uh, unfortunately I'm going to, I'm going to have to cut, uh, tonight's show short because I do have, uh, I do have somewhere I have to be for, uh, for tonight. But, um, no, cause normally we do three hours instead of, uh, instead of two hour shows. Uh, but unfortunately I have to cut tonight's show a little bit early. Um, but, yeah, you know, feel free to uh to join us every uh every Saturday night. And you know, if you're uh if you're a fan of uh of Survivor, uh if you uh, have yeah. you seen the show have you seen the show at all? Dude dude, you're gonna kill me. I, I'm gonna ask your name again. <laughs> Steve. What's your first name? Steve. Steve, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I hadn't even like introduced myself about that. Survivor I love. Um, I haven't been into it recently, but yeah, I love the show. Well, you know, feel free, feel free. Cause we do, uh, we do recap shows every Thursday night at nine Eastern. I mean, you don't, you know, you don't have to stay on the whole, you don't have to stay on the whole time. Uh, you can, you can call in and, uh, I mean, we, we basically break down every single episode bit by bit and, uh, you know, there, there's a lot of people uh, in Survivor Whispers who have actually enjoyed a lot of our shows uh, that we uh, that we do for uh, for the Survivor recaps. So, I mean, we, you know, uh, I'd love to have you on uh, for sports for Sports Whispers Weekly. I'd also love to have you on if uh, uh, if you call into the uh, Survivor podcast. You know, we'll get you on to the Survivor podcast. Nice. Um, 
I mean, so, you know, feel free. Uh, but uh, that, unfortunately, uh, is all for t- for tonight, though, because I do have to uh, I do have to leave uh, to go to go uh, meet up uh, meet up with somebody for uh, for work some some stupid work related issue uh, some sort of meeting. <laughs> but um, anyways, it was a it was a pleasure to have you on tonight, Alex. Uh, like I said, feel free. Feel free to call again. Um, and Lou, uh, thank you, Lou, for uh, joining me as always. Uh, actually, he already Lou's disconnected. On the, Lou's on the call um, tables right now. Yeah, he already – he just disconnected, right. actually. So, um, Lou's party. But anyways, but anyways so uh, thank, you for, thank you for calling tonight. Uh, for any of our, any of our uh, listeners, whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio – or if you're listening on any of our other, uh, any of our other sort of uh, outlets, you can find us on BlogTalkRadio.com/missyae. You can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music by searching Missy AE, and you'll get access to all of the shows that we've done, whether it's Survivor, Big Brother, you name it. If it's on our archive, so nice. Uh, Anybody who's listening to this, uh, obviously they're going to be listening to this on the archive, but feel free to subscribe uh, and you'll get access to all of the shows that we have coming up as well as the shows that we've already previously done. So uh, thank you once again, Alex, for joining me tonight. Uh, thank, thank you to you. Lou. And uh, we will be back for Sports Whispers Weekly next Saturday night. So everybody have a good rest of your weekend, and yeah, we will be back next Saturday night. Great. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.